Welcome back. It's time to turn on dark mode. It's time to talk everything outside the 9 to 5. We're talking video games, technology, movies, you name it. Anything that's not about our IT jobs. Maybe a little bit about our IT jobs, but we're going to talk about just about anything in this podcast. How are you doing, Taylor? Whoa, you went way off script, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where did that come from? You went off that Thanksgiving turkey high or something? You still trying to digest? Probably. I mean, I had like two Thanksgivings, so I am feeling myself. Wow, too. Okay, you trying to one-up me. I'm Taylor Floyd Muse, and I only had one Thanksgiving. I'm so. Keegan Lassard, and yeah, two. Count them. Two. All right, all right. I mean... Happy dude, holidays. Yeah, I mean, okay, if we're going to go straight into the happy holidays, <laughs> Merry Christmas, you know, <laughs> like, are we just on that now? It's you already Christmas, the, Taylor. You gave me the schedule last episode, and it threw me. Like like yeah. I said, we are in 2027 right now. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, you name it. It's it's the end of December. Happy New Year's, actually. 2020, it's going to be wild. Okay, okay. Well, we already reached the fall finish line with with our games, so what do we even speak about? You said we talk about everything outside the nine to five. So like, we do everything. So, so <laughs> start talking. We are experts about everything. What What did you do this weekend? Well, uh, I saw Frozen Two, which was fun. Yeah. Surprisingly, I saw it too. You did? Yeah. I would I never mean, have guessed that you went to go see it this weekend. I feel like that's like bottom of the barrel for you. Well, I d- I didn't see it this weekend. I saw it the one before, but like it's. I mean, I don't know. I like the first one. Like, it's not like a movie I hated on. Like, I, it was. It's got some catchy music, but uh, the second one came out, and my oh! girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. That's that's the main theme. All right. Before we before we get into Frozen Two, because my girlfriend wanted me to go see it, and I was like, "All right, yeah, that sounds like a good idea." Mm-hmm. Uh, that song that the Keegan just mimic the siren call from like Just their flagship a song perfect impersonation of thank you thank you yeah 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 all right because i was worried about doing it so <laughs> um <laughs> it was called into the unknown and the entire movie all i was thinking about was how lit that would be as an edm remix <laughs> like i was like okay the song's cool and all but with that little little oh i was like yo if that comes in and it just gives you some nasty drop afterward oh i would have been i, I would have loved it i'm sure it's out there i mean no 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 no, no 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 i looked it up all right <laughs> i looked it up and somebody has some really amateur like it's not great sounding edm because the thing only just came out it's literally just like the soundtrack ripped from the movie and then and then it's like some like super upbeat like housey dance music and I nice. wasn't feeling it. So I might have to eventually remix that song or something and then just make some nice future bass sound and sound and action. Yeah, I mean this movie I was I wasn't really like super pumped about going seeing it. I wouldn't have guessed. We saw like a matinee of it, so I was already kind of tired, and I was like, well, I mean, we might as well go see it. it I'm sure it's going to be good. The first one, I wasn't really on board with either. I mean, it wasn't anything like on my top, you know, Disney movies to go see, mainly because everyone was so hyped over it, and I didn't see it right off the gate. So already all the songs in the first one were kind of just ruined before I even got to the movie itself. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel that this time, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's definitely not like yeah one of my top Disney movies either. But 
I wouldn't say that like I was like disappointed. Like it was it was just like exactly what I expected a sequel to the first one to be because like I after the first one I was just like where really can they go from here and then they just right. kind of introduced like some random conflict that happened to be there the whole time <laughs> and was like all right I'm going to go I'm going to go into the unknown and just freak out with it and see what's going to happen. <laughs> Basically, thrust, yeah, you know, thrust myself into danger for no reason and then have people come save me. <laughs> so, and you know, one of the like the one things they have to face, it turns out to be one of the cutest things about the movie. Oh, best character hands down. It's so like the fire, the, fire, the fire element, dude, turns out to be. I thought, oh, it's gonna be a really com- big conflict, and then it turns out to be this cute little lizard dude mm-hmm. with little. F- he's literally like lizard version of Cyndaquil, the Pokemon. He's got yeah, like that's... little flames on his back, but he's like ten times cuter. Right. And then like he comes skittering around, like type tossing his head side to side with his little. He, like he licks his eyeball every couple <laughs> seconds, and then like he like constantly wants to cool himself off, so he like likes Elsa's hands. And then, uh, and she like makes little snow piles for him, and he just like jumps in like a corgi, splooting. <laughs> he does jump like a corgi, legs out. 100%. Oh man, that's a I good don't know. App. He's the best character for me. Like even better than Olaf, and Olaf's pretty damn funny. So I mean, Olaf had. I think he stole the show this one because his whole recap of Frozen One in this one, he does like a he has like a little I don't know what do you think like three to five minute thing where he basically recaps the first movie and i'm sitting there like man this is more enjoyable in my my opinion than the first one i think they they, (laughs) i mean like you have to have seen the first one for it to be funny like otherwise it makes no sense so it's like it comes hand in hand but i genuinely was laughing out loud at that part and he has some other one-liners that are just like too funny and i don't know he kind of reminds me of like the dumb humor that you would have in like uh, the Despicable Me movies or the Minion movies where people either love or hate it. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, when I go see Disney movies, like I'm all about that dumb humor. And then like when they throw in like little subliminals for the adults, like the parents that come bring your stuff, like that's another reason why I go see those movies as well. Um, But yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I, I think this one I enjoyed more than the first one simply because of the timing of watching them i think that was crucial in frozen one it just got i was a freshman in college so many people were talking about it all the time and like everyone was shocked that i hadn't seen it yet blah 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 all those you know let it go and build the snowman songs just on (laughs) repeat nonstop. and then i watched the movie yeah that would definitely ruin it for you not like that makes sense why you wouldn't really be about the first one now, for me, I don't remember if I was in the theater or if I saw it late, but like I definitely didn't like immerse myself in the the social media or hear it from people beforehand. So that that's why I didn't mind it. Yeah, and the songs were great. Like I think the songs were I don't know, they were just better. Yeah, and then they had that that a uh, little comedic uh music video style it was like old school probably like 80s and and he's like got it's got like the the fade in big picture of him on the side and he's like lamenting about his love for anna and stuff like oh it was pretty funny yeah i think they did like a throwback to queen yeah yeah they got their clever you know uh throwbacks and like calls to other other pop culture that are pretty funny so i mean for what it was, like I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't dreading to go see it, and I mean, I'm I'm glad I saw it. So, you know, I forgot that what's the dude that Anna dates or is married to? What's his name? 
um, Christoph or something? Christoph, Christoph, yeah. Christoph. So I totally forgot that he makes the voice dialogue for the moose or reindeer. Yeah, so you were real confused. So, when like, he was doing when he was doing that, I was like, oh my god, okay, this is a little bit overkill. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, this was a thing. I forgot. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a while. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen the movie, I think, twice, maybe three times. And those were all, like, the latest one was at least, like, three years ago. So, it was, I definitely was real thankful for Olaf's little recap. Like right. when he did that, I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. Like that, that was the main plot line. Like, cause I was reaching, scratching my head. I was like, uh, what's going on here? Like, don't really remember. Yeah. It was solid. I think people, I think boyfriends all out there will be pleasantly surprised by this one. Don't worry guys. <laughs> it won't be too bad. It's Hang better than there. being uh dragged to 50 shades of gray or something. Dragged to man. We went to that with our boys. That was fun. Okay, well, I was going to get to that, but I'm saying, like, if a dude is like, oh, I don't want to go see that, and he gets dragged to that, like, this would obviously be better. But on the other side, (laughs) me, Keegan, and a couple of college uh, roommates, like, it was probably a squad of, like, I don't know, 10 people. 10 people, 10 to 15, maybe. We all just (laughs) went to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know, whenever it came out. Yeah, we took up a whole row in the movie theater because it was like a small uh, theater in Peoria. And uh, like all these people are just staring at us like, why are you here? (laughs) And then like (laughs) the girls that were dragging their boyfriends are looking at their boyfriends like, why aren't you excited to see this? And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, we just came for for the shits and gigs. Like it was pretty funny. And then like the fact that like how weird it gets made it it funnier because we were just yelling comments and doing weird stuff like (laughs) it was prime well also that was valentine's day weekend oh yeah i forgot that comes out on valentine's day so yeah (laughs) it was it was prime time and i remember stormy at that time stormy and i were long distance and she's <laughs> and, uh, she's like, so, so what are you gonna do this weekend like kind of like hoping that i would like drive to go see her and i'm like oh me and the boys are gonna go see 50 shades of gray too <laughs> or was it, it was 50 shades it was, gray yeah, it was darker one. right oh, 50 shades darker i think it was called yeah yeah i just remember one of our bunnies uh there was like a scene where he was like doing pull-ups and he's just shirtless and like sweating. And Nick was like, "Oh my oh god, my god!" <laughs> so uh, loud, I was stuff dying. like that, dude. It was too uh, funny. It had Nile rolling. That was like, such a such a good time. Such a terrible movie, but such a good time. Well, that's what makes it funny. Like how actually horrible the plotline is. Like, yeah. At least I don't know. Like the I've never read the book, so like the books might be you know written better. Like for whoever might want to read them, but the movie literally was all over the place and what was like laughable so that's why we were just in there just like are you kidding me right now like crazy that and i never saw the first one so that made it even better you didn't even have any context (laughs) (laughs) i'm just sitting there i'm like i know there's some weird stuff that's gonna happen but i'm here for the ride (laughs) yeah see what happens i mean the reason why we went was because uh the year before a friend of ours like i didn't just randomly think like why don't we go see this like we had a friend who was he was a little bit strange, uh, like just I don't know. He had a weird sense of humor, so he was like, "Dude, you want to go see Fifty Shades?" And I was just like, "Probably not." And then he goes he goes to like other couple of my friends, and he's like, 
I mean, like, it would be funny if just, like, four dudes rolled up and just were, like, laughing at it. And then finally, I was like, all right, dude, like, if you're paying for it, I'll come. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, all right, done. Like, and we went to the theater, and then, like, it was super funny. So then the next year, I was the one advocating. I'm like, yo, we should go back. Let's get, like, a bunch more people, and then it just roll up. Like, it was pretty funny. But uh, enough about that. Did you see the uh, trailer for Soul, that new Disney Pixar movie coming out? I just watched it actually today, which is actually oh, really? funny that you bring that up. Because I saw it in the previews at uh, Frozen, but it's from the makers of like Inside Out, Up, and um, I don't know what the third one was. But so do it's Pixar. Disney? No, no, yeah, but like when they say the uh, the Pixar Disney whatever movies. Are they? Do they have the exact same people working on every single one of them, or do they have different subsets within it? Um, because like, does do the same people produce like Up versus like Toy Story? It's the same because company. I, it's the same production company. Okay, because it seems like whenever they have like a different theme of Pixar movie come out, they save from the studio that brought you, and then they pick very specific they pick movies. Like two or three of them, yeah. And it almost makes me feel like Pixar has subsets because when I saw uh, Inside Out and Up, and for the life of me, I can't remember the third one that they they suggested. I was like, oh, like this is gonna be good. But if they show me like from the makers that of Toy Story and and like I don't know some other Pixar movie, I would have I wouldn't have received it as well. Like so, hmm. I, I honestly feel like they choose. I mean, it's marketing, so but they, they definitely probably have some choose sort of formula. Yeah, the Disney machine. But it looked really cool because, like, I always love it when they have, uh, you know, the animation that, like, mimics how, how like, real cities and, and people look. You know, like, the caricatures. And they have that aspect. But then, like, the main character falls in a sewer uh, hole and then wakes up in, like, it almost looks kind of, like, inside out, like, art style. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, a, a little, like, spirit or something. And then like some other spirits doing a cowboy dance, and I'm like, oh man, like I already like it. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what's going on, but like I feel like this is gonna be good. So that one had me kind of hooked, and I, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm always. I mean, at this point, Pixar really can't mess up. I feel like they they have so much. They've time over time. They've just nailed it. Even with their shorts, even if they got a little weird, like the, the dumplings, dumpling short, one, dude, I like that one though. That it's was still funny. good. They took like, a, they took like a minor risk. Yeah. But yet it still was fire. That one, uh, that one hit a little close to home for me because that was the year that I graduated college and then, you know, moved out on my own for the first year. So it's like, the mom being like emotional with her son and then and then he comes back and then like it's all like heartwarming i was like kind of tearing up in the theater not gonna lie like they even i wasn't it doesn't really apply to well my parents are in phoenix so it's just a matter of they always find the perfect balance of comedy and then just randomly having you in tears yeah toy story for example they they literally Lined up Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 so that the kids that watch the first one are at the same age that Andy grows up. Therefore, that the parents that took the, these kids to these theaters by the third one when he moves away and goes to college or whatever, these kids are going to college. And therefore, it's a full just 
crying. Everyone's crying. <laughs> like everybody's just it's like a river coming out of that theater. But oh, yet man. it's happy. I, I they they have a very unique formula over there in Pixar. Yeah, big fan. So uh, what else are you looking forward to? What else am I looking forward to? 2019. Well, I mean, obviously there's Star Wars. As <laughs> Disney just killing it some more this year. I mean, might as well throw some more money that way. But yeah, that's given. Like it's expected to see that if you've seen the other ones. So I will say they really did a swift one on me on Return of the or the Last Jedi. So also. that movie to me was not great. Um for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Okay, you don't have to dismantle it here. <laughs> We're not here to dismantle that old movie, but I don't need to, but long story short He's about to dismantle the whole thing. That movie frustrated me because the entire movie felt like it was a director trying to figure out how to set up the next movie instead of just focusing on the movie he's in right now. Yeah, I, and, I can agree with that. And but like, I guess I was, wasn't always like the analytical Star Wars dude, where I was just kind of like taking it as like this is Star Wars content. Like, I I don't want to say this and like get flack for it, but like I'm not like a diehard Star Wars fan. I just like Star Wars, so like to me they were okay. And I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. <laughs> exactly. So that, there's your reason. <laughs> the My main problem with The Last Jedi was simply the storyline of that movie made like zero sense. The scene that bothered me the most, Princess Leia goes into space. <laughs> she's frozen. <laughs> you can see it. Oh. And then she's like puts her hand and then she's slowly, not fast slowly floats back into the ship and is okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Force. I have no explanation for that. I'm a fan of the Force, but what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, I'm off What was that scene? And what were they trying to accomplish here? I don't even know. There was like that whole casino scene, and it was kind of cool, but it was random. And then they're back. It just... There was a lot of holes in that movie. And... I it, I just wish it didn't happen. To be honest, I I wish we can kind of erase that one. Well, Not as much as I want to erase episode the, one. You got to be hopeful for the new one. Like I am. Hopeful. I feel like the diehard Star Wars fans, dude. They love to hate on the thing that they love. Yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent. Like, bro, just take the Star Wars and enjoy it. Like, but I'm in a I weird can spot. understand why the newer ones have upset people and everybody like you know either loves or hates the prequels but it's like you got these six movies you got well you got eight now about to be nine and it's just like i don't know i find them enjoyable like that that throne room scene when when uh that was like the only good scene yeah okay whatever only good whatever it was worth it okay (laughs) when he's in there and then she like grabs the saber off a dude like just slice them in half and then just like and they get all back to back and they're throwing and slashing it i'm like okay 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 and then like it it got quiet again after that but i mean i was like okay that was that was worth it (laughs) like i like that don't get me wrong i'm hoping that week after that comes out i can just go on a huge spree of how much i loved it and how much they redeemed themselves let me get that doubtful but I'm Highly more doubtful. excited about what they do with Mandalorian than I am about this upcoming movie. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But see, that's the thing with diehard fans for certain things. They almost like the like the intricate intricate 
small stuff that they can dive deep into rather than the the big mainstream stuff because they're like oh yeah you like that too well i I mean i thought it was okay and then but like but this though like this is where it's at because nobody (laughs) else really likes it and i'm just like all right dude it's star wars it's all the same to me i like it they're in space in a galaxy far far away kind of stuff with with lightsabers I, so. I like your uh, Star Wars nerd hater uh, caricature. That was a really good one. <laughs> yeah. <right there>. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get all like scrubby with me, dude. They're like, oh, and then, like they start like almost barking at you, like why you should hate it too. And it's like, all right, dude, like I, I like it. It's Star Wars, man. Like I didn't hate the prequels that much, but I didn't grow up in the seventies, you know. So when when Star Wars first comes out and through the original, so I can understand why those people hated the, the prequel. But then I grew up when the prequels were coming out, so I was like, okay, this is cool, right? And and then I watched I watched the original, and I'm like, okay, this is cool for its time. This is incredible. Like the, the, what they've done for their time set is crazy. But because I'm used to like a different sense of action, I was like, yeah, that was pretty slow, but I can appreciate it. But then mm-hmm. now these new ones, like, I'm not going to say this is my favorite, but I think that it's really cool what they can do with the the current technology. Like, now it's not just, like, Obi-Wan and, uh, what's his name, Darth Vader, out here, like, zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> like, that was, like, the weakest fight ever. But obviously, that's the first time they, they even used a saber. So now when you get over here and it's, like, action-packed and, like, it's, like, this is, like, what acrobatic lightsaber fighting would look like i'm like okay yeah i can i can get behind this this is fun and then they got like new worlds and things like that but i don't know star wars man i'm gonna go see it it's gonna be lit other than star wars (laughs) (laughs) i'm really excited to see what sean uh not sean um sam mendez does with 1917 that comes out in december Dude, i forgot that comes out on christmas day right um yeah i'm pretty sure i think so yeah i I mean i'm not gonna see it on christmas day but (laughs) sorry fam (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna go watch a war movie okay see ya it looks Um, really great and that it was shot in um complete order um yeah the one take like one camera uh fluid camera movement the whole time yeah. yeah like that's that's dope to me like the fact like the filming of it they said that they had to Wait, like, so if it was a cloudy um, scene mm-hmm. and they wanted consistency, when the sun came out, they would stop shooting yep. and wait for it to get cloudy again. Yep. So then it looked consistent. And it's like the challenges of that. That's incredible. Well, the, you know that shot where, so in the trailer, they're talking to the generals or whatever. They're going to go on this mission or whatever. Uh, but then the next shot is like them getting out of a bunker and then running through mm-hmm. like this field that's getting hit with artillery. Mm-hmm. They said that that was a continuous shot from the bunker to like they're running, and then hundreds of dudes are running behind them, mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> run into the next town. It's they crazy. like continuously shot all of that. So if mm-hmm. they if somebody in the if an extra biffed it or something, keep shooting. They would they they would have to start from like take like all the way back to the bunker. If they wanted to redo it, but like they also found ways to like edit out mistakes right. because that is a costly mistake. Like they're they're filming in giant chunks. Can you imagine being an extra or being like a PA on the side and like you're holding a Starbucks coffee like Game of Thrones style and you're like, oh shit, we're start we're starting, we're starting. Fuck, fuck me. You're running. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um 
I definitely am excited for this because I like you sent me a behind the scenes video on Facebook where mm-hmm. like you see a little bit of how they're doing it and they'll have like the the stabilized camera on the back of a truck right and yeah. then like they'll slow down the truck and then literally unhitch the camera and two dudes are now holding it on either side of the camera and and now walking with the the main characters like it's crazy the level of detail that that goes into this and I'm super pumped even if like the story of the movie isn't like amazing like i'm solely there for like because i know it's made in one take like i'm just gonna be mesmerized the whole time but if it has that dope story with it like it's just gonna make it all the much better so speaking of going to see a movie for one sole reason you know tenant that christopher nolan movie coming out next july or whatever yeah it seems kind of mysterious like i don't really know much about it right now i don't know anything about it and i want to go see it bro like i love his movies like i don't need anything other than that name and i'm there like it, it could be a flop you know i don't know i gotta no, i gotta take that risk be a flop. i know it's not but i'm saying there is that like 0.01 percent chance that it is people thought and i'll Inception be severely disappointed flop. oh my god who said that I, there was like I remember there was like a news article where people thought it was gonna flop. Like there was people that were really hyped for it, and obviously so. But I mean, there. I suppose there. when you start talking about like those dream sequence, like multiple universe style kind of stories, people are like, "Can you really make it make sense? And is it gonna work well?" Yeah, so I can understand some skepticism. Huge, it was huge flop. So really, because yeah. I wasn't. I didn't see that when it came out because that was like early 2000s and i was you know too young to be going to see r-rated movies but yeah. uh when i saw that later on i love that movie that's what that, that's one of my favorite movies like i thought that was incredible but i could see why people were just like dude what is this <laughs> because you would have left that theater like i don't know what just happened i have no idea but i kind of like those movies yeah he really can't do wrong in my book either i just he took Batman and just did a great trilogy and didn't get the greed where he, you know, they offered him a fourth and a fifth movie with that. And Oh, they did? Yeah. Warner Brothers really wanted uh, Christian Bale to come back. And then Christian Bale was like, look, when me and uh, Christopher Nolan signed up to do this, we want to do three movies. That's what he sold me on. And that's what we're going to do. And that wow. was it. Props to them. I mean, I feel like a fourth and a fifth movie would have been terrible. <laughs> I don't know. That I contemplate that a lot because not only did they create one of the best Harvey Dent origins in my opinion. Yeah. They successfully set the backstory of how Gotham came to be and why Batman is where the way he is without it getting too like regurgitation. It it was a I think it was a really good whole trilogy and I I, I, you know, I wish Warner Brothers would be like, look, we need to get more directors like that in our our DC movies. Yeah. Uh, they do a little bit better. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? That's not even true. They had Zack Snyder do Justice League, and somehow that studio still managed to mess that up. Yeah, you've been begging for that director's cut to be released because you Dude, said it's going to be. the entire internet has. Every uh. single cast member <laughs> on there has tweeted out to Warner Brothers to release the cut. Hmm. They're not doing it? No, they released an article said no. <laughs> they just told the whole world nah. Okay, if you're a studio like that, would you want to release the the cut that actually was better than what your studio previously released? It's basically shooting yourself in the foot. I get why they don't want to release it. 
because then it makes it look like it's not their fault. Whereas you could still blame Zack Snyder, you could blame the writers, you could blame Ben Affleck, but la- the, the Warner Brothers is very... They don't they don't want to put themselves back in the spotlight for a shitty movie. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, they could just re-release it and then give it to the theaters again, and I bet you it would make money. I mean, yeah, probably. But but, it would also confuse a lot of people that aren't like so invested in you know, the movie industry. And be like, it's coming out again, huh? Uh, yeah, they did that with... Uh, I mean, they did that with Avengers. They did it with um, Joker for a little bit. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So, more and more, like, Disney's hopping on that real quick. They're saying, oh, we got deleted scenes now. And it's like, a scene. <laughs> One. Yeah. Worth. People eat that up. Yeah. Just like they be eating up that PTO time towards the end of the year. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Everybody at work. Everybody at work is like fully checked out as soon as Thanksgiving week comes. Like I said, it is it is already Christmas in my books. These, and to like, everyone else's books too, dude. Like they have shut their laptops and their heads mentally. Like nobody's focused at work right now. <laughs> it is the hardest. This is definitely the hardest time of year. Because chances are you have projects trying to wrap up before 2020 is over or 2019 is over. See, my brain's mm-hmm. already in 2020. Um, <laughs> we're trying to wrap up by, you know, the end of the year. So sometimes you do have like high stress towards the end of the year. But there's something about the Thanksgiving week, that day before Thanksgiving, where everyone's just like, man, I, I'm done. Like, checked <laughs> out. We are through. And then the, the, the first two weeks of December are just kind of a wash. And then everyone's on vacation. Yeah, pretty much. And then it, and then there's that like five day gap between Christmas to New Year's that everyone takes off. So you'd be surprised. There's there's some people that don't like. I don't know what they're doing in the office while everybody else is out. But YouTube. I mean, like, <laughs> just just chilling, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I definitely take off from Christmas to New Year's. Uh, I mean, this year I'm going to New York, so I mean, I kind of had to. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of hard to contact people. Like, either people are like, you know, less productive. Like, I'm guilty of this too. Or you know, you're kind of like not as focused. Like, quarter four is the least productive quarter. I'm pretty sure as a result of this. But um, I don't know. You try to reach people on things, and then you get hit with that. I'm on PTO for the rest of 2019 <laughs> response, and it's like, oh, well, they don't that's even nice. say that. They just say uh, out of office, and then it's like you look at the date, and it's like one eight. 2020 and you're like oh okay cool (laughs) like you took a fat amount of time off like like we were talking about before people got all their pto built up and it's just like splat december not there (laughs) i actually worked with somebody uh, a few jobs ago that would save up their pto so that way the week of thanksgiving they could take off and then they would take off till the end of the year and they allowed them to do that like they were able to work around it he was one of those those dudes that's been there for I don't know however long and so they wouldn't a, really question it. Yeah, and he had like some sort of specialty thing he was good at that no one else knew. Uh, so it was it was one of those situations. But then that also makes it hard if nobody else knew what he was working on, and then you can't do that stuff. I'm sure for HR the entire loved December. getting that email from him. Like this is my approved <laughs> time off, and like. We okay. Come on, Bob. We get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't have to do this every year. How ironic would it be if you just guessed 
the right name right then. Luckily, his name isn't Bob, but if he would have, that would have been real freaky. I would have been like, yo, we have to cut that. You <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 we're out of here. I don't think I've ever worked with a Bob. Have you worked with a Bob? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it was a Bob, it was probably just like a Robert, you know. Do people still I, name I, their kids Bob? Nobody names their kid Bob. They name them Robert, and then somehow Bob is the shortened version of Robert and not Rob. Like, at what point did someone, like, you know, I'm tired of being called Rob. I want to be called Bob. Like, why isn't the name Bobbert? You know what bothers me? Lately, I've been bothered by, the like, the shortened version of Jacob, where it's not Jake, and they go with J. Oh, like J-A-Y? Yeah, and I, and I have close friends named J. Shout out, J. Uh, I love you. But your name you. bothers me sometimes because if you think about it, it's literally just the letter J. But, I mean, you can't get much shorter than that, but just like, let's just write the letter J then. Don't put J-A-Y. Yeah. You don't have a Y in your name. Well, you could just do J-A-K and just be Jack. Jack. <laughs> J-A-C, Jacob. So it'd be, that, would, that would work. That would also be Jack, but or you could just be like Softsy. So I'm Jazz. Jazz? <laughs> No, not jazz. It would be jazz. <laughs> like, do some weird stuff, dude. I'm telling you, like, these names are getting more and more, like, or even the nicknames are just getting more and more strange. I, I still don't underhand, under, underhand, under, I didn't I try to say something in the last episode, under sea? I mean, I cannot say understand lately. Oh, under the sea. Oh, yeah. Either way, I, I'm, I'm so messed up on those right now. Anyway, I don't understand the nickname of Jack from John. That, like forever no that's I, a thing no. that it you keegan where have you been people go by the name jack when their full name is john i've never met somebody that does that i'm super surprised i because the first time i heard it i was just like bro why <laughs> like that is not a nickname that is the same four letter length and it's a completely different name and you i've met my, i've met like three or four in my lifetime you know you know what like bother the reason why it bothers me is because if i were ever to shorten or nickname myself i wouldn't go with something like that you know like why not take that chance to like do something unique but then again i'm blessed with a very like not unique but like a not not common name so i guess i I can't really talk to that yeah and there there's no like I mean, I could call you Key. Key, <laughs> if you want, Key, Key, Key. Or, Do you- <laughs> uh, we got a we had a friend who called you uh, Keegs. Keegs, yeah, that was a real little, common little one in high Keegs. school. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You've been called Keon <laughs> by someone as Smoothie King. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They I misspelled think, your I said my name. Keegan, like, and then they Keon? spelled it Keon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where'd you get the Y from? Like, there's no Y in there. He's like, no. I'm gonna roll with it. Maybe it was the silent G that threw her off. <laughs> the silent. <laughs> so then that would just be Kean. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't even justify Mm-mm. that one at all. Well, um, my uh, I had a friend too. His name was Max, and he went to Steak and Shake, and he said, "My like, she's like, what's your name?" He's and he's like, Max. Kind of hard to screw that up, right? She wrote down M A Z. What maze? Yeah maze so then he gets the, the receipt and he's like apparently i'm maz with a z like she might have thought i said maz but then when she read it off for the order she goes maze <laughs> and we <he laughs> lost it we're like what like how do you even get that so 
I don't know. I've I've seen some some messed up nicknames so, or mistakes and stuff. So we just lost what listeners named Jay, Jack, <laughs> Maze, and Keon. <laughs> I don't think anybody's name is Maze, bro. Like that's if you if you actually named your kid Maze, you you definitely were running through a maze to try to find a name. And then you were just like, huh, maze. Maze. Cool. Or I like you know, that. you just really love corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sometimes I forget that's actually another way to say corn. Yeah, I did. Where's that stem you... from again? Like some foreign old language, Latin, Greek, something. Pretty sure it's like Aztec, right? Yeah, maybe. I, I have good no old, idea. Good old maze, bro. <laughs> again. Uh, non-experts talking about everything <laughs> about, about nicknames, bro. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of took a little spin there, <laughs> oh, way off topic, uh, little detour. Mm-hmm, but we've arrived back on topic. So, um, how how do you actually deal with people being checked out at the office? Like, how do you how do you deal with like people being on PTO or just being less willing to do stuff? That's an interesting question. Because I don't even know what I actually do. Because um, <laughs> like I haven't really thought about it, you know. Um, yeah, I kind of hit you with something that we don't might we might not think about all the time. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like glass shattered from again. How Mary Mother. Um, <laughs> the I guess what I I focus on I guess myself as much as I can because in those times you really can't be reliant. And it's not like a it's not a bad thing. It's just a matter of people do ha- are checked out or they have vacation. So, yeah. In that time that your office is a ghost town, a get into podcasts, uh, aka dark <laughs> mode, and catch up on our episodes Shameless uh, at dark mode um, or dot buzzsprout. Um, and then I I don't know, just listening to that, and then just find some sort of I don't know task to keep you busy. And if you don't have work. Fine. There's there's got to be some sort of tedious either status reporting, documentation, or something for you to do, because some people are like, oh, we'll just like watch YouTube. I'll watch some Twitch and I'll just like twiddle my thumbs. That gets old in maybe two hours, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I gotta <laughs> do something. So uh, I just I just focus on my own, I guess my own task, and I take advantage of the end of the year because December. Dude, December is the best time to clear out your emails. And like, if I haven't responded to this. I don't have that this- problem though. Because I, so early on in coming into working, like I, I just started archiving stuff. So like, if I don't have any reason to read this email again, archive. Because I can still search it again if I need to, but right. it's out of the inbox. So like, I, I'm like instant, like if I don't need this archive kind of thing. Like if it's not an action item, you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously if you can do that, but I get like... How many? I don't even know. Maybe you get a lot. I get probably a couple hundred a day. That's why you got to set up those rules, bro. I do. Like if you I, have, get those... I have folders. I'm saying like, oh, okay. My space is pretty limited on my email, actually. But well, then that's I, a perfect time for yeah. Like you're saying, you clean up the inbox, so then you set up those rules to automate your inbox because that thing works wonders. Oh well, for sure. But I use this opportunity to kind of be like, if I haven't responded to or used an email since. I don't know, a couple months from wherever I'm at by December, I just straight up delete and get rid of. Yeah, that's fair. And then start 2020 fresh. It feels so good. Like it is. Once you start looking through how many emails are actually saved on the server to your account, it's kind of crazy. It gets wild how many there are. 
So I, I usually do something like that, or I clean out my desk. I wait till it fills up a little bit, though, because I've, like, on one client, I had an email box that was really small. Like, I, I could only hold, like, I don't know. It was, like, 300 gigabytes. or No, 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 wait, not gigabytes. It was, <laughs> was like, 300 say, like, real, emails. Real it was, like, 300 <laughs> emails. That's what it was. Okay. And um, I couldn't... Uh, like, I don't know, I, I was definitely trying to go back to search for things that were, you know, more than a few months old, but I couldn't go back farther because I had to get rid of them. Like, I couldn't even archive them. So that was a little bit extreme. But I I mean, I if yeah, if it's been several months, I might get rid of it. But there was a time where I was looking back. I was like, oh, like, I need to see what I did for my insurance last year. Email's gone. And I'm like, woof, I wish I kept it. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe maybe the important stuff. You could, you know, just put to a saved folder, but everything else archive. But I don't know. I just, I'm not really like a, a hoarder, but like I definitely have had the use case where like saving those emails has helped me. So that's why I keep doing it. Right. So there's two sides to the spectrum. You could be a Keegan, delete everything on the new year, or you could be like, hey, I might need it. So then keep it. So I don't know. Both sides work. <laughs> yeah. I just, my main point is it's tempting to kind of check out yourself, but stay in the office, even if you don't have the vacation like some others, but use that time to be productive in a different sense because certifications. Yeah. Cause you're about to go, regardless, you're going to go on a holiday. Right. And then it'll be new year's and then you'll be back in the office. And it's a lot better to start it. Maybe fresh. If you've organized your desk, you've organized your email, you've organized your to-do list your notes, all kinds of different things, because there's going to be, especially in IT, I think this time of year is either just trying to wrap up projects or either way, some sort of like lull to kind of get to the end of the year. And it might be tempting to be like, all right, I'm going to check out, I'm going to watch <laughs> donkey videos at work. And then, you know, just, it's better to, to find some sort of tedious task to keep it going because it will speed up the day versus if you check out it's going to feel like an eternity is what i've at least noticed yeah i mean usually like once we start getting to this time of year in november uh the people that i work closely with that i you know frequently am in contact with are kind of like anticipate you know they're going to be on vacation or whatever so like if i have to get any knowledge transfer or any sort of meetings like i'll schedule them like now like hey like right. is there anything huge going to happen in this next month because i know a lot of people are on pto and how do we plan for it so then you can get that stuff done early so then if you're still in the office when other people are on vacation or vice versa that that you don't get contacted when you're on pto or you don't contact them cuz i know right. you know people aren't exactly thrilled to be doing work or even being hearing about work on their vacation when they're trying to spend time with their family. So there's that that you can do. But also if you are in the office and it's pretty dead and nothing's really going on, it's a perfect time to, you know, do research or uh, study up on things that'll be better for your skill set. So like, you know, certifications or if you just want to, you know, brush up on some other development skills, like that's a perfect time because, like Keegan said, if you want to watch a little bit of Twitch and then you just get bored of it because nobody's on or like, I don't know, whatever, you get caught <laughs> yeah. watching Twitch by <laughs> someone. Um, definitely like an easy thing to do is just work on some some self-improvement. So, Right. And if you, for example, like if your scenario right now is I'm pretty much checked out, meaning I have all my stuff complete 
I'm not, you know, putting off work because I don't want to endorse really goofing off because it's the end of the year. But <laughs> if like you are like legitimately done with pretty much for the end of the year or it's everyone's out of the office, like pay attention to your coworkers uh, calendar, maybe if they share that or they're out of office emails. And then if you need to score some quick brownie points or you feel like you uh, there's some sort of tension with the team, use that as a way to help them. Like, hey, I know you're going out of office for a week. Is there anything I have availability? Is there anything you need assistance on? Pretty quick win because people will either get stressed around the holidays or if they have a ton of work and they need help, they may not reach out because they just want to hurry up and get it done before they leave. Could be a really easy way to get some quick brownie points within your team if if For you sure. are on that scenario or if you need it, or uh, you know, just be careful around your supervisor because you don't want it to seem like you're not doing work. But you could tell them, you know, like I have some, I have a little bit of availability if you need me to wrap up somebody's stuff because they're out of office or whatnot. Check that box off first before you, you know you spiral into like self improvement on your tech skills or your desk organization or what what have you for sure but also by the same token do be careful about asking for more work because if you if you are in a lull but it's like just a temporary lull like oh you're waiting for a build to release or like the server to be refreshed and it's going to be like a matter of a few days or a week like i'm always careful with how you ask for work you like ask for like do you have any like short-term tasks I can work on? Because right. if you just say like, "Hey, I'm not doing anything," you're about to get slapped with a new project like yeah. right away. And then now, when that other project comes back and you're ready to go, like you're gonna be swamped and you're gonna be like hating it. So that also just kind of ties into the rest of the year. But I mean, you especially don't want that happening around the holidays. Yeah, or give a specific reason why you have that wool. So yeah. like, if a project did get delayed a week, oh, this week's kind of trash because of this delay mm-hmm. so i have this week of availability so then that person knows okay they don't have like a month of availability um and then that way you also come off like i'm not just doing nothing this happened recently and this is something that's going on yeah um but you know it's all it's all based on what kind of team you're working on as well yeah because if you have like a, a pm that's like in all the meetings with you, you usually don't have to explain yourself. They're going to know like, Hey, the work isn't happening right now. So then, you know, it'll look, it'll look better for you if you do reach out and be like, Hey, is there any other thing I can help on temporarily and not like, yo, hit me with another project, please. (laughs) And hopefully you have a supervisor that is paying enough attention as well. But, you know, also schedule in a one-on-one with your boss before the end of the year, kind of get a recap usually i usually like to do those as well yeah that's helpful to have because i know some companies already do that like it's scheduled but if you don't have that like it does really help to just kind of connect with your boss and like say like hey how can i improve or like what did i do wrong this year you know just to kind of be prepared for that the next year well sort of like your work new year's resolution yeah and if your boss is going out of town you know you could at least meet with them before they leave and then that way you end the year on like uh we're on the same page kind of feeling and then you're you're at your holidays and you're not really thinking about work at that point because then you know you know that you and your boss are on good terms he likes the stuff i'm doing i'm gonna hit 2020 hitting the ground running because i got this great feedback or i got good constructive feedback Um, yeah it's a good thing to do 
Yeah, we're pros. <laughs> we but we know how to do expert pros. Dude, it's only been a couple of years of working. We can't call ourselves pros. We are what is it called in Madden before pro? It's like uh Oh, uh rook, all pro. Rookie? No, rookie's the base level. We're not we're not base level. We didn't just start. So it like, goes rookie, pro, all pro, all Madden. Oh, okay. So I guess in Madden terms we are pro. Yeah, we're pros. <laughs> but but in Told sense you. of the, the word professional, <laughs> nah. <laughs> we are we are intermediate. Yeah, it always has to come back to video games, doesn't it? We're we're pros. I mean that's that's the thing we register with so easily. Like it's so easy to just compare in that that sense for me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> to all, all you all back. you listeners that aren't huge game people, you thought we could do one podcast without it, didn't you? <laughs> Didn't you? Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! There's some talk. Difficulty ratings. Let's talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, that would be another episode. We can just be like, dude, games suck. They're hard. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Cry a little bit. That's how Dark yeah. Souls makes me feel, man. I, don't play I was literally anymore. just going to say Dark Souls, but yeah. We're probably going to get a bunch of get good comments soon, so, you know. Whatever. GG. Good game. I got that get patience, good. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> GG. You know what we need to get good at? what our outro <laughs> bro come on that's a, that's like almost a, a pointed remark because i i kind of screwed up on the last one you know what i mean i liked it though i liked it it was it was very uh smooth but yet chaotic aka uh, our podcast that's that's quite a paradox all right all right then i'm gonna redeem myself then yeah go for it all right so we've been uh we've been growing recently. We've been looking at our stats and we've gotten a good amount of listeners. You guys are making us pumped, making us want to make more content. So we'll keep making weekly releases coming at you each Sunday evening, so you can listen on your Monday morning commute. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dark Mode Podcast, Instagram at Dark Mode Podcast, and email us at darkmodepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, he oh, did thanks, it. Dude. He did it. He did I it, guys. Did it. Oh, impromptu action. I'm crying. I'm literally crying. See you next week, man. Till the next one.